Welcome to Why I Built This, the show where founders share the stories behind why they built the organizations they built. I'm your host, Mary Elizabeth Lemmer, and on this show I talk to nonprofit founders, to tech company founders, and even the owner of your favorite local business. You'll get to hear the real stories behind the initial inspiration, the burning desires, the touching stories that lit the initial spark and keep the fire burning for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Welcome to Why I Built This. We're excited to get to know Eve Peters and the story behind why she started WIM, a mobile dating app that sends users on real-life dates instead of endless texting, online flirting, and waking. And I don't know about you all, but I've definitely been in that world where I'm constantly on my phone and not spending enough time in person in connecting in real life with the people I'd like to be spending time with. So glad to have Eve on and excited to hear your story. Eve, uh, would love to hear your story of WIM and why you chose to start WIM. Okay, well, I'm also excited to be on this podcast, and I guess I'll just jump right into it. So my name is Eve Peters. I'm the founder and CEO of WIM, and it's funny uh, that the, the, I get asked all the time, what was the inspiration for starting it? And I used to have a very different answer from what I have now. I think it took me a while to realize why I'm really doing this. Um, I used to think that I fell into the dating space. I was an early user of online dating, um, you know, kind of before mobile, before Tinder, when it was still highly stigmatized. So in my early 20s, I moved to San Francisco and um, had a lot of friends uh, through my university alumni network um, but kind of wanted, was curious about branching out outside of that and meeting other people and um, found that going to bars wasn't very, wasn't really working out that well. Um, and so I got involved, I, you know, signed up for Match.com and everybody was like, are you crazy? Like nobody does Match.com um, when I was like 22 or 23 or something like that. And, um, you know, I had my experiences with it and I guess I think that was more than 10 years ago now, but that's when I started thinking about what the experience was to meet people through online mechanisms and um, ways that it could be better. And um, I sort of found myself, it's like, you know, I had a whole bunch of different jobs in my 20s. I'm 34 now, and none of them felt quite right. And in the back of my head, I had an idea for another dating app venture. It was um, not related to women. It was group dating. And I found myself in the middle of my 20s, like total quarter-life crisis, not knowing what to do career-wise. Um, living in Buenos Aires, Argentina, because uh, that had become like kind of a dream of mine to go live abroad in a Spanish-speaking place for a little while, and um, kind of randomly met this mentor figure um, and happened to tell him that I had this idea for a group dating website, but I didn't really have any plans to pursue it. Um, and he said, oh, actually, that sounds like a great idea, and it's really affordable to develop websites here in Argentina. Why don't you go for it? And so that's how I got started in this whole space. Ten years ago, as a totally lost um, 24-year-old in Argentina, with kind of nothing better to do but pursue um, a venture kind of on a whim. And that is how it all started. And then between then and now, I ended up, um, I guess in that process, I got even more interested in the space and the problems that it's solving and ended up working for OkCupid for a while. Um, but really, ultimately, I think... Uh, ended up founding WIM because of, well, there's a, there's a direct answer, 
for the objective reasons I see out in the world, and then there's a more personal answer. And so the object, objective reason is I saw very quickly as like Tinder came to rise how people were spending all of this time and energy on their on these interactions with strangers, and most of them never even amounted to a real-life date. And I just thought that was um, sad and like a, a kind of a waste of all of this like beautiful human energy. Like We should be expending it on real connection that's actually rewarding on a deep level instead of, um, you know, getting, like, quick dopamine hits from, you know, online flirts. Um, but now that I've been working on whims for more than three years, I've had to ask myself what keeps me in it, and that's what has led me to realize that I think, for me, I the personal part of it is that I care a lot about loneliness and the problem of loneliness, and um, whim is more logistically focused than a lot of other dating apps. It's really trying to solve this problem of like, okay, I know, you know, person A is sitting in their apartment wishing they could be connecting with somebody on a Thursday night. And I know that there's a person B for that person A um, that might be as close as two blocks away sitting in their apartment. And they would love to actually be meeting and interacting with each other, but they don't know it because technology hasn't like surfaced that data for them. And so Every night of the week in every city, tons of people spend the evening alone when they rather would have spent it with somebody that they could connect with. Um, and I've been that person plenty of times in my life. And so I realized recently that that's probably actually what drives me in this venture with Wim is the problem of loneliness and my own personal experiences with it. Wow, that's an incredible story. And I, and I saw what you did there where you... Uh, you did something on a whim. I, it sounds like maybe that was the reason why you named the company Whim. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I feel like the some of the best things that I've done or that have happened to me in my life have been by acting on a whim or doing mm -hmm. something sort of whimsical. I sort of I believe in opening yourself up to serendipity and um, I believe in the power of spontaneity and uh, I kind of believe in magic in that sense and so for example when I when I made that move to Buenos Aires which was pretty random and I didn't know anybody there that was pretty whimsical and that ended up being by far like the most awesome formative year of my 20s um, you know that's where I discovered myself as an entrepreneur that's where I discovered the dating space that's where mm -hmm. I learned that there was a way in which I could be creative that um, didn't necessarily mean I had to be a musician or a painter. Um, I think people had always told me growing up, oh, Eve, you're so creative, you should do something creative. Um, they said that a lot, especially when I told people of my plans to go to law school, which isn't necessarily a particularly creative direction to take your career. And I, I was so confused about what it meant to be creative without necessarily having those um, fine arts skills. Um, but when I went to Argentina, it kind of taught me a lot more about like a broader sense of creativity. And um, I think, you know, entrepreneurship is this beautiful blend of creativity and pragmatism, which for me is like a, it's a sweet spot. And, um, and yeah, so whim, hence whim today. Yeah, you took your creativity and applied it to creating a solution for connection and reducing loneliness. And certainly, I think we've all been there, sitting at home alone, you know, watching 
you know, Sex and the City reruns or, you know, Homeland or whatever show and thinking, oh, it'd be really great to be doing this with someone else or out there with someone else and not necessarily having a, a great venue for that. Um, it, it seems like your, how you articulate your story and the reason why you started WIM, it sounds so clear and crystal um, in your mind. Was there ever a time where you questioned why you were doing this or struggled to keep on pushing forward? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think especially because I've been doing it for more than three years already, there's been a lot of questioning in the recent months where, you know, um, my startup has not followed the more common path of other startups, which I think, you know, a lot of them either take off or fail quickly. It's sort of more binary, whereas mine, we've kind of just survived. Um, There's been a lot of struggle and survival for the past few years, so I've had to ask myself, wait, you know, why am I doing this again? Um, And there were times where it was less clear. There were times where I thought, okay, well, I'm just continuing on the momentum that I've already built, or I'm just trying to finish what I started. Um, But I think it's been rewarding to like be in that inquiry and find more personal reasons to be doing it. And, you know, it has become very personal for me. When I started the company, I was actually in a relationship, a very steady one that um, I thought would culminate in marriage. So I, I never envisioned that I'd be a user of my own dating app. I never envisioned it as solving a problem for myself. And then, you know, life throws you unexpected hits. And I experienced a devastating breakup and found myself um, single again in my early 30s. And so then the pursuit of this venture became very personal and continues to be personal. And I think the great thing is that now, um, because of my singledom, my, you know, the, the purpose is so much uh, more deeply entwined with my efforts um, and, pro- and really informs what I build. Because uh, I'm, you know, I want to make the best solution for everybody and I can really relate to to their you know, their suffering and their problem. Yeah, it's like the um, the great semi-sonic said, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And <laughs> the end I of, love that line. It's so true. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, and I've been using it a lot recently as well, and it seems like the end of your relationship was the beginning of this deeper understanding of purpose for why you were doing whim and maybe without that it would have been harder to keep going or realize that this was was a calling for you to keep doing yeah I think I might have kept going but for different reasons you know maybe more intellectual or pragmatic reasons or more um just it just would have continued to be like a academic almost an academically interesting project Mm -hmm. but um in some ways I feel you know although I, I don't wish a devastating breakup upon anybody but in some ways, I feel lucky, at least from, you know, from the perspective of myself as an entrepreneur, that that, that that happened and enabled me to have a more rich relationship with my work. Well, I'm curious because you're, you know, you're solving this problem around loneliness. And being an entrepreneur is incredibly lonely. And I'm curious if in solving... You're in solving loneliness for people on a personal level. If there's been points in your journey with Wim that you felt lonely, um, despite the fact that you're helping other people not feel lonely, 
if that makes sense. Oh my gosh, yes. And it makes sense both professionally and personally. So I'll start with the professional part. So I'm a solo founder. I had a co-founder in the beginning and it, it was, um, that was great and to get started with a co-founder and we, you know, we kind of amicably parted ways for various reasons. So for the last few years, I've been a solo founder and not only my solo founder, but our team members are based in like our software development team. Um, they're based in Argentina actually. So while I'm on video chat with them every morning, I'm actually physically the only person working in San Francisco. Um, so there's like the, the physical isolation as well as like the emotional and mental isolation of, you know, having the responsibility and weight of the business just on my shoulders. So certainly that's been lonely and challenging and I find solace and comfort in communing with other founders, in particular solo founders, and building a community um, of other founders around me, in particular female founders. You know, something beautiful happened, which is that I befriended the female founder of another dating app. And um, from the very beginning, instead of being there being a spirit of competition, there's been a spirit of support and cooperation. And I think that began because in one of our first um, times hanging out together, um, she proposed this idea, I thought, in such a beautiful way. She said, I think we should emotionally become a team. You know, we had played around with the idea of how could we merge our technologies or merge our companies, and that seemed really complicated. And then she just said, well, you know, maybe we can deal with that at a future date, but for now, let's emotionally become a team. Um, and so that's gone a really long way to help solve that part of the loneliness. And then there's the personal loneliness thing, which is that I have been more or less single for the last two and a half years. And, and so it's been really trippy, actually. Like I've, it's like, I have this identity as a, personally, as like a single woman in her thirties, which at least amongst my peer group in San Francisco is not the norm. Um, and then I also have this professional identity as the head of a dating app. So it's like, way more of my identity became wrapped up in singledom than I ever anticipated it would because it's, it's so prevalent in both my personal and professional lives. Um, and I think I've had this, at times, I've had this paranoia where, like, what if my dating app, like, eventually takes off and becomes hugely successful? And on the one hand, I'm thrilled because I've made all of these happy unions possible, but on the other hand, I'm devastated because somehow I left myself out of, you know, like I helped, I, like what if it ends up that I helped everybody else find love except for myself? That would be tragic, I think. So um, that's kind of like a little insight into like Eve's paranoid romantic mind, oh, wow. um, but that's been kind of real. Yeah, well, it's, you know, people often say that we're, People are more afraid of failure than they are success, but sometimes we're more afraid of the success than the failure because then people know if we're like in the limelight and and the way that you articulated the identity of Eve being wrapped into whim and how people see you because of what you're doing and those things so intertwined um, can be a really challenging balance, especially if it is, it can be so related to your personal life, which dating obviously, obviously is. And, um, there would be reason for people to know Eve is in her singledom, as the way you put it, because that, um, 
in many ways is helpful for people finding out about WIM as this great great app for single people to use. But at the same time, that uh, wrapping that identity in and losing the internal soul of Eve to that um, can can be not so great either. And it, it certainly relates to this question around legacy, which I wanted to get to as well. Identity and legacy are so tied together, right? Identity is how we look at ourselves and how people look at us today, and legacy is how we want to be remembered. And I'm curious for you with you know, how you look at your identity and then you know, when you look at that and how, how you look at how you want to be remembered. So at the end of your life, what do you want people to remember about Eve Peters? Wow. I, ha I honestly have not thought that far ahead to the end of my life and how I want to be remembered. To be honest, I don't... Some people, legacy is really important. And for me, it's not really something I give much thought to. Um, similarly, I don't, I don't actually give a lot of thought to what my reputation is now. Um, but if I could leave a le and I think, you know, I think over the course of my life, I hope to pursue many different kinds of ventures, um, you know, not just in the dating space. I have, you know, ideas in the mindfulness space. I have ideas in the beverage industry and all kinds of things. But, um, if I can think about what I want, the I can think now about what I want the legacy of whim or this particular venture to be. And I think I want it to be something around having created more magic through more magic for people um, by facilitating human connection. Because the flip side of that loneliness comment that I made, the flip side of um, the driver of all of this being solving the problem of loneliness is the more positive alternative, which is that in place of loneliness, you get, um, you know, these like fireworks and magic created between people and not just romantic, but, you know, a lot of times people meet, um, through whim that they don't end up being a couple, but, you know, maybe one person joins the other person's singing group, or maybe they end up doing an art project together, or maybe they end up going and forming a company together or throwing a party together or whatever it is. But the reality is when you bring two people together, oftentimes there's something new that's created and sometimes it's, it's magical. And so if the legacy could be around um, magic and human connection, uh, that would make me happy. It sounds like you're on the right path for that. We can all use a little more magic in our lives and that connection um, that that is so real and deep and to your point beyond just dating, whether it's a deep friendship or a collaboration in some other way. Um, so I want to I want to give a chance for you to share to everyone um, who do who does want to connect with people in the real world for all the listeners who do want that connection. How how can people try whim and experience this magic for themselves? Oh sure. So it's super easy. You just um, look it up in the app store on the you know on your iPhone. Um, if you just type in whim, it should be the first thing that comes up, W-H-I-M, and our website is joinwim.com. Awesome, and we'll we'll leave a link in the show notes and make sure that everyone has that link as well. Um, before we before we close out, I'd love to hear from you, maybe some fun stories of, of whim users that you found with interesting connections or surprising connections that 
uh, maybe some of our listeners can relate to or look forward to when they uh, get to download the app? Yeah, well, I think, you know, as with any dating app, it's not like every single womb date goes off without a hitch and people fall in love. Um, but what people report back appreciating about the women experience is that like, it's like, like going into a whim date, you've typically, basically the way whim works is there's no messaging. So you just, you still get to browse profiles and people still have to kind of pre-approve each other. But after that, the app will just set you up on a date, you know, based on, cause you tell the app when you're free. So suddenly you'll both get a text message and the app will be like, Hey, you have a date Sunday night and it'll suggest a particular bar to meet at in a particular time. And then you text generally very little with this person before meeting up, just kind of saying, hey, like 8 o'clock still sound good to you? Yep, yep. And so people go into these dates with, I think, more excitement and a little bit of um, nervousness compared to other online dates because there's just, it's a little, well, it's just more whimsical. Um, and so people have reported back that that, you know, that part of it feels fun and um, a little bit magical. And, you know, sometimes, you know, funny things happen like, once the app accidentally sent people to a place that had since closed. And so, you know, then they had to figure out, like, okay, well, what are we going to do now that we can't do what the app told us to do? And that in itself becomes, like, a fun date activity, I think. Like, how do we navigate this situation? Because they weren't, I think they it, they weren't somewhere where it was like, oh, we could just go to the bar next door. They were kind of, like, in a little bit of a remote place. Um, so that's a fun thing. And then, you know, of course, some people, one of the most rewarding things is when I hear that people are in a happy couple, with somebody that they met on whims. Um, and for some people, it happens on their very first whim date. Some people, it's been 10 whim dates. And um, gosh, for me, I've probably been on 15 to 20 whim dates. Um, and that's just been a hoot because basically when I go on a whim date, everyone's first question is, is this a real date or is it just user research? And um, <laughs> I always tell them it's like, it's a real date. Like, I'm... I'm in it to win it, um, <laughs> but I can't help making my like you know research conclusions in the meantime. Um, but uh, yeah, in the future, right now, when some people to bars and cafes, but in the future, we we hope to sort of simulate even more fun and meaningful dates by um, suggesting other kinds of activities to people and like sort of surfacing cool events that are happening in their cities, as well as. Um, trying to help people deepen their experience on these first dates by giving them conversational prompts so that they don't just end up feeling like they're doing another interview and sharing their resumes, but they actually end up really connecting with another human, um, sort of deeper ways to relate with a stranger. So that's kind of what's coming up for women and what I'm excited about right now. Well, that sounds like something worth looking forward to. Uh, when you're and when you're using and enjoying your own creation, you know it's special. So the fact that you're going out there and using whim and meeting these people um, is certainly a testament to the fact you're creating something that you truly believe uh, needs to exist in the world. And it sounds like it's creating a lot of great experiences and connections for people. Yeah, I I think so, and um, hope it can continue to impact more people and and impact each of them in a more profound way as we grow. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Eve, for, for joining us today. Everyone that's uh, WIM, you can go to trywim.com, T-R-Y-W-H-I-M.com, and we'll link to the app in the show notes so you can all go experience a bit more magic offline and not on your phones. 
coming up with WIM. Thanks, Eve. Thanks for having me, Mary.